I mean that shit. Because these white folks see us and stuff. I don't care what y'all think. I don't care if you think you a lawyer, if you a man, if you an African-American, if you whatever the fuck you think you are. Two thousand niggas to these motherfuckers. You know, and until we own some shit, I'm going to call it like it is. How you going to be a man and we start? You know, and we going to be going to five different houses and a man and either one of them motherfuckers. How we going to be a man? How we going to be an African-American? Hey, we out here done. We done. And we think it's a good step this shit up. Trust me when I tell you that shit. All right, so God bless the dead. That was Tupac, uh, Tupac Shakur. Um, and I wanted to play. I wanted to play that clip basically because I think it touches on a lot of different things. One, it touches on ownership in the black community, which is a problem, um, the lack thereof. Um, it touches on black people being vigilant um, about our own uh, place in this society. Black people being vigilant about our own agenda. Um, apart from other people's agenda, and just black people being vigilant about just being black, right? So, you know, he basically said, uh, he said, um, you know, I don't care what you are. I don't think if you if you care. I don't think if you. I don't care if you call yourself an African American. I don't care if you call yourself black. I don't care if you call yourself Afro Brazilian. I don't care. I don't really give a fuck what you call yourself. What you need to be concerned with is having an agenda that demands people's respect, right? And, and having an agenda that, that gets you to the place where you have some ownership over your own future and you have some ownership over your own uh, uh, position in society, right? Um, and I think uh, I, 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 I'd also played that clip because of you know recent events, the day of the, um, the verdict, when the verdict came down for, for the swan, what's the swan's name again? Uh, the the swine, the police, the cop, Chauvin. Yeah, Derek Chauvin. Is it Derek Chauvin? Derek Chauvin. Right. Um, Derek Chauvin. Yeah. Yeah. Who murdered um, George Floyd? The day of the verdict, like I mentioned, you had a a, a young girl, um, and her name was Makia Bryant, who was uh, murdered by a policeman, and uh, and there's been some speculation, well not speculation, but there's been a lot of apprehension among, among both black and other people um, regarding whether or not this cop used excessive force due to the circumstances. Um, so apparently she was, you know, I don't know all the details, but she was um, being attacked by some girls in the neighborhood. Um, and this wasn't the first time. So this time she got kind of fed up and she pulled out a knife and she was fighting these girls with a knife. Um, so the cop showed up, shot her multiple times in the heart, right. in the chest. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I, you know, I, I had, I, initially people were saying like, okay, it went viral immediately and everybody's saying like, oh man, the cops are messed up. Look, it's already happening again. But then the details came out and black people quickly retreated not all black people, but a lot of black people quickly retreated to, oh, well, this might be, this might be an exception to the rule because she did have a knife. Um, I was not one of those black people. I, I think I, I saw a lot of black people pushing back against that. At the end of the day, the, the cop that shot this 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 girl um, was uh, a trained military guy, and he was a sharpshooter. So he showed up, 
and he shot her several times or multiple times in the chest through the heart. That's what you do when you want to kill someone, right? We've all seen we've we've all seen, seen countless we've all seen countless uh, clips of you know white people pulling a knife out or white people threatening a cop or whatever, and they try their best to de-escalate. I've personally seen a situation where a white boy I was coming out of the store one time and a white boy was cussing the cop out, literally told him I will have you killed, spit on his police car. Actually, no, I was going in the store when I saw it. By the time I came out the store, they were shaking hands. And you know, like they, that was that was pretty much it, right? So, um, I think it's 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 pretty much understood by a lot of black people that I don't care what you're doing. I don't care if you have a knife in your hand. I don't care if you don't have a knife in your hand. When you're black, you can get shot with the knife or without the knife. When you're white, um, that most likely will not be the case. And so, when you when you have a situation like this. And your natural inclination is to say, oh, well, let's hold off from saying that this was foul play and saying this was excessive because the black person might have done something wrong, which is the same kind of ideology that um, took place with Trayvon Martin, right? Mm -hmm. And black Mm -hmm. people are the only ones who can get murdered by the cops. And then the dead person has the burden of proof placed on them instead of the person who did the murdering. We're the only ones that that happens right. to. So then, so now a dead person has to prove in the grave that they didn't do anything wrong when the person who committed the murder can say all kinds of lies and speculative stuff that no one can really prove, right? In right. this situation, they actually had it on tape that she had a knife in her hand, right? Mm-hmm. But once again, the dead person has the burden of proof placed on them, not because of circumstance, not because of anything else besides the fact that this is a black person and that black person is always demonized first and uh, deemed guilty first. And then you must prove their innocence after that, right? That's typically the way it goes. Right. You're guilty first, now prove your innocence. Let's make our way back to innocence because otherwise everything was justified. Um, so, yeah, so. So, the thing I noticed about the uh, George Floyd trial or rather Derek Chauvin trial was is that that's not justice. Right. What happened was a little bit of accountability, and I wouldn't get too happy because he didn't get sentenced yet. Yep. In addition to that, uh, if you notice, he wasn't in jail the whole time. Like, if that were you or I, we would have walked into, we would have walked into that courtroom in an orange jumpsuit. Oh, yeah. the whole blue suit. Facts. Facts. So the image alone of him in the suit is going to last in the, you know, so sure, they came back with guilty on all three counts and everybody's outside celebrating black people hugging white folks and everybody come up with, <laughs> what can I do? And, bro. So, and took them, took, them, took them five weeks to figure that out, though. And it's on tape, right. but it took them five weeks to figure that out. Right. Now, if you or I was in that same situation, one, we would have stayed in jail the entire time. Right. And you would have showed up in your, 
And, and bail, bail would right. Bail would have been denied if you tried it. Like, don't even try right. it. Right. You instantly a flight risk all of a sudden just because you black. You a flight risk with no money. No right. money. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. And no resources. Right. No resources whatsoever. But Come hey, on, you know man. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. Second it, thing. Go ahead. So, you was talking about the, uh, the, the uh, 15 year old girl that got killed. And I see a lot of people, like you said online, talking about, well, I mean, it was, she had a knife, da da da. And what if that was your daughter, you would want them to, to do? Yeah, but at the same time, murder? Like, shot it five times, no warning shots, no yelling. But I saw that the killer of what six to seven people in a church got walked out real friendly. Oh yeah. And and he took in the bird king. See, that's the thing. So, that's the thing. Yeah. Black folk don't have to, rights. Right, but what I'm saying is that you could walk a mass murderer out like he didn't do nothing. Yep. The same way they walked the dude out that shot the Chinese people. Yep. Like, why does everybody get walked out? Like, we don't get to walk out. Unless you being carried out, that's the right. only way you're getting out of here is being carried out. Yep. So you have to ask yourself, how come these two different situations exist? Like, if somebody think, if somebody think a cordless phone is a gun, you're going to die. Yep. If you tell the person, hey, I have a gun in my car, you're going to die. But if you commit mass murder, I will take you to Burger King. <laughs> I guess the lesson is that we got to kill more people <laughs> to get walked out. Right. I right. mean, it doesn't make any sense. It's not meant to be said in an academic way. It's just like, well, I mean, it seems right. that Right. I get like if, if, kill, if, white, if white people kill a bunch of people, they get walked out. If we if we are caught in a situation where we are merely possibly attempting to harm someone, not kill, but simply harm someone, then that's a that's a a, a certified uh use lethal force. You know, I mean it's a green light to use lethal force. They showed a video where they killed the brother walking away from, from the police. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, I, I remember when I was uh, so an undergrad, I did an undergraduate thesis, and it was about police brutality in PG County. PG County had the highest rate of police brutality in the nation, and they were also the most affluent black county in the nation, and they had political autonomy because a lot of the politicians were black. And so I did, I, I, I started like looking on uh, LexisNexis for like different cases of police brutality in the county. Yeah, there was, it was so easy. It was so easy to find. And, and then, you know, when you look on Lexus next, you got access to that to that information. You'll see right. like the, the case uh, briefings and all these different documents. It was so easy to find a bunch of cases where it was like a black person shot in the back, a black person that uh, they called the police because someone was having a mental health emergency. They, they showed up and just start killing niggas. Like, I mean, it, it, it it wasn't an exception. Well, I'm not saying it, it was 100% of the time, 
But there was so easy, it was so easy to find these cases where the circumstances were so ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I had to sit and be like, oh, I'm, I've been searching for days for a case that, you know, kind of fits the description of something that could be really fishy. Nah, as soon as I did the search and the first handful of cases I pulled up, I was like, God, right? So, you know, at the end of the day, I think I think we all know what it is. If we don't have to belabor the point, everybody knows what it is. But I think Black people have got to get to the point where they are not apologetic about things. If there's something fishy going on, or if there's some somewhat a Black person who might be, you know, like uh, Makia was, who, uh, you know, might actually be in the act of possibly harming someone, Black people should not immediately retreat and say, Oh, we can't support this one because this is this is a little bit too shaky. No, 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 it's not shaky. It's a very clear-cut situation. He used force, lethal force. As soon as he showed up, he's a he's a person who is trained to sharpshoot. If he wanted to shoot her in her leg, could have done that. If he wanted to shoot her in her arm, could have done that. But he chose to shoot her in the heart, right? Multiple times. Like so I, don't, I don't really see the I don't really see the gray area here. I don't see what everybody's arguing about, and then I don't really see. I think it's very dangerous because you have certain black people who are waiting for situations like this so that they can start, so that they can get a head start cooning, right? Yeah. And by cooning, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I know we joke about cooning, um, and people say, oh, you shouldn't use those derogatory terms about certain people because it kind of takes the conversation away from a serious place. And you know, it 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 really um, it retreats from any uh, serious disagreement and uh, you know conversation. But when I say coon, a lot I mean sometimes I'm joking, but it's a lot of times when I say coon, I'm saying coon because coons are dangerous. Coons are deadly. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Coons. If you look at the history of black progress and black movements, um, all of it has been thwarted by coons, right? Yeah. And, and and it's not just situations where, oh, man, we had an agenda and oh, they thwarted it. Now we got to start all over again. No, when coons come in the picture, people die. All right. Yeah. Martyrs get made. Right. Yeah. So when we talk about coons, they are dangerous. At, at worst, they're dangerous. Um, well, at best, they're dangerous. At worst, they're deadly. Right. So I have, um, and I have a frat brother of mine. His name is Camille Foster. We've talked about him on a, on a, a couple podcasts. And um, he was on the Bill Maher show a couple times. Very accomplished brother. Um, and I use the, the word brother loosely, but very accomplished brother, you know, like uh, has his own uh, financially independent, right? He does not need white money. He does not need white uh, support. Um, and... And the other day I saw him on Twitter, the morning of, I'm talking about the following morning. I mean, he woke up bright and early and took to his Twitter account and started justifying the murder of a 15-year-old girl, right? Um, And he has a huge white following. Um, And so I said to him at one point, I said, uh, I said, bro, you are dangerous. And I don't even think you realize how dangerous you are, you know? And so you have a lot of these people who, and I use him as a microcosm, right? So like, he's dangerous, he's a coon, 
um, we would be better off with him not participating in any conversations about anything that's going on with us because um, he is the type that white people love to get and prop up. I mean, why? And, what makes people uh, sort of sort of a you know be so quick to condemn and bring judgment upon somebody else before knowing the entire situation? Like, like take your time, slow down a bit. Think well, about that's, the I mean, whole but, but you got you got to understand jumping in. But a lot of it is premeditated. If you already, if you already do not want to support an agenda that deals with racism, that deals with anti-black tendencies and systematic situations, if you already don't want to right. deal with that, then you'll look for any excuse. As soon as you find an excuse, you'll jump at it. Right? Yeah. And then you yeah. and then you also have you also have other people, like I said, we mentioned the Congressional Black Caucus. And this is again going back to the Tupac uh, you know, clip I played, man. And it's like, listen, whatever position you think you're in, you know, whatever accomplishments you, uh, you know, you take pride in, whatever position you found yourself in in this life and in your career, professionally, whatever the case may be, um, that does not take precedence over how you use your platform and your position in life to address issues within your community, right? Right, right. So you have a lot of people. Like I said, you have Camille who are, you know, like, well, every chance he gets, he's he's used by white people to push an agenda in blackface. You also have Congressional Black Caucus members who are used to um, ignore black people in blackface, right? And they are used to occupy certain positions and they, pro they provide as a buffer. So when black people are out here trying to deal with certain things, they're the ones that will be, you know, sitting at the uh, at the table, not saying anything, not passing any bills, not addressing any agendas, not forming any agendas, right? You know, I, I've often wondered, when I saw the Black Caucus crying about how uh, immigrants were being left at the border and they were crying on TV, and I was like, where is this same energy at for us when we are saying what we're saying year after year after year only because of video are we really right. saying this but right where's that same energy at when stuff is going on with us and it has to be an agenda because everybody does it it's not like it's one two people like no y'all are quiet on the set like <laughs> you got the you, you got a big microphone. Why not right. use it? But you got to understand, the microphone is commissioned by uh, the Democratic Party. Their uh, income is commissioned by the Democratic Party. Their agenda is set by the Democratic Party. That's why you can have these people in positions. And you'll find that they push agendas specifically for everybody else. But they never find the time to get, like you said, fired up about yeah. agendas for us. And they might even do it in their rhetoric, but as soon as it comes down to, okay, what bill have you passed? Nigga, we didn't had, we didn't had, we didn't had a $31 billion uh, bill passed for Native Americans in the past two months. We've had a hate crime bill passed for Asians in the past. This is the first two months of uh, Biden's new administration.
right? And right. you have not seen one right. congressional black caucus member say, hey, well, we need to black pass something for black people. The most you've seen is them talking about, oh, look, we're about to do it. We're about to have another hearing. So yeah, we're going to be talking about some stuff. That's it. Or and there's a reason for that. that. Uh, that uh, uh, George Floyd policing act, but that's not even going. Through. I'm, I'm like, don't you? Have yeah, we talk, we, yeah, we talked. Yeah, we talked. Yeah, we talked about that. We touched on that a little bit earlier. That yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I and that's that, it. Right. That 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 didn't even make it out of committee yet. They'll talk about us forever. Look, I, this is my new thing, bro. I'm saying so we people, have the majority. I'm saying then we do all that voting in Georgia. For the majority, and yeah, but it doesn't still matter. Can't do things. It doesn't matter. Look, my my new saying is this, man. Black people have have got to get to the point where we realize that we are essentially the equivalent of fossil fuel for other people's agendas. Sure, they just you know, if, fossil if, fuel. if if you're familiar with how you know like fossil fuels work, how oil works, oil is basically yeah. it's 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 pulled out of the ground and it's it's created from the compression of dinosaurs right from, from dead dinosaur bones right and right. that fuels the entire economy it fuels like our movement it fuels electricity it fuels all these different things we are that for political agendas and right. and and it and it's and it's and it's our fault because instead of instead of the people that are there in those rooms and in those spaces setting some parameters and saying, okay, we're not going to allow you all to use our stories, our pain, our uh, our losses to fuel an agenda that has nothing to do with us. Instead of people saying that, they say, oh, well, let's just support them. And then eventually we might get something too. And eventually never happens, right? Yo, so, reciprocity never happens. We ever. need to stop. We need to just stop. Ever. Bro, when it comes to passing, when it comes to passing legislation for other people, that no deliberation is needed. No hearings are needed. They talk about it, they put people in position, and the bill gets passed. Action. Hey yo, so lights, camera, action. I'm looking at MSNBC right now. It says President Biden declares the 1915 massacre of of. Armenians by the Ottoman Turks to be a genocide, fam. Yo, this, this, this. What about the? What about yo, the, this, the, this clown? The, this clown then. Uh, by the what? Ottoman Turks. So what about the uh, the 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 1900s version of the American South? Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and end it out. Look, I'm gonna end it out with the. Uh, I'm I'm gonna let Biden speak for himself, bro. You know, just let him speak for himself. Uh, because I mean, we can, we can only do it with so much justice, right? We we gotta let him. We gotta let that man speak for himself, right? And uh, and tell us exactly how he feels about everything. Um. Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna just let I'll just let that man speak for himself. Here's Biden. is doomed. It's Joe Biden. It is doomed, not just the country. 
racist as it gets from Joe Biden. This country is doomed. It is doomed, not just because of African Americans, but because by 2040, this country is going to be minority white European. Hear me? Minority white European. And you guys are going to have to start working more with Hispanics who make up a larger portion of the population than y'all do. Racist at racist at. All right, so, you know, say less. This this was he didn't he hadn't even made an office when he when he said this. I mean he, he couldn't even he didn't even have the etiquette to allow black people to 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 sit with the illusion that he gave a damn about us um long enough for him to even even get into the White House, get sworn into the White House. This was a meeting that he had with uh civil rights, black civil rights attorneys and um you know uh black civil rights activists. Al Sharpton was in there, but you know. You know how that go, but you know. So this was this was this was a, a meeting that they had, a Zoom call that they had, where they were discussing. Okay, now that we've gotten you in the office, what is your agenda for us, right? How do we address the things that we have talked about? You know, uh, as far as you know, leading up to your, you know, winning the presidency, right? And that was right. his response. That was his response to that, right? So I mean, I, I don't like. At least he, he never lied about anything. The only people that actually told us that he gave a damn about black people or had any intent, intentions on doing anything for black people were other black people. He never said that. He kept it a bean the entire time. Right. You know, and, and, and the only people, like I said, the only people that said it were the ones that I mentioned earlier who are on the Democratic payroll who have contracts with the DNC or have contracts with DNC affiliated entities, right? Right. And not to throw these people under the bus, even though I am throwing them under the bus, but at the end of the day, a lot of them are, you know, I've been around some of them. They, they, they're cool people. But at the end of the day, I don't care if you're a cool person. Obama's probably cool as a fan, but I don't care how cool you are, my G. What I care about is when you get into these rooms, what are you doing? Other than that, I don't care. Like, we can kick it. We can grab a beer and all that. But once you get into that room, because we don't get into those rooms a lot. So the ones that actually make it in there, we need you to be about the business of what we need to be about. Yo, so I want to talk about this Oscar situation uh, um, because, um, oh, man, what's his name? Um, um, Daniel. Yeah, Daniel Kalua, he won. And... Um, Chadwick Bozeman didn't win anything. Mm. Um, so I don't know if you all saw my Rainey's Black Bottom. I didn't. Yeah, okay. I it. Yo, listen, the fact that he uh, you know, transitioned without without, and then even after transitioning, didn't get anything for that role. I mean, he though he killed that role. He even said mm. in a um said in an interview after one of those scenes. Because one of those scenes is so intense, he said he had to go somewhere and, and just sob Damn. for a second after, because he said he gave he gave it everything. And if you see the film, you'll know exactly what scene I'm talking about. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, that scene that 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 movie should definitely come with a trigger warning for for black men. I mean, it, it dog, I I wasn't prepared for mm. what for what I experienced when I watched that film. So he didn't get anything for that. Um, and then I think he, but he was, he was nominated for best lead. 
which he wasn't right. the lead in that film. So I don't know why they did that, which put him at a disadvantage, right? Uh, Daniel Kaluuya, uh, he received an award for um, being the best support uh, supporting character for that, uh, for um, for uh, the Fred Hampton film. And oh, I mean, yeah. which we, you know, we we touched on this before. I gave my I gave my take on it. You get you all gave your take on it. My take was a little bit more critical. I mean, I know you guys love the film. You have no issues with the film at all. Um, you think his uh, performance was amazing. Um, you also don't have any issues with it being about a rat. I uh, take the opposite stance. I think he's a great actor, uh, but I would have preferred to see somebody else play that role. I mean, there were moments in the film where I, and I'm not the, the only person saying this. There were moments in that film. I could not tell what he was saying. He had, he had, he was trying to nail a, a very, um, a very distinct accent that Fred Hampton had, um, yeah. and it was, it was clear that he could not, he was not able to do that. Um, and of course, listen, my opinion, right? But I'm not the only one saying this. There were, there were times in the film I was like, I don't, I don't know what he just said, bro. It's like it was two different accents, kind of like being, it was like a fusion of accents together. And it was like, okay, I really wish they could have gotten somebody that could have really nailed that. But at the end of the day, more power to him. Glad he won, you know, for playing that that role because he did respect the role. He did respect, you know, our culture. Um, so I don't have an issue with that. But I do wish that, you know, a black American could have got kind of gotten his flowers for playing one of our stories, you know. Um, and we do have a lot of UK. Uh, you know, guys that are playing our stories and getting a lot of uh, accolades and fanfare and egots and all sort of stuff. Um, and, you know, like in my opinion, they don't even really do a lot of these roles justice the way that somebody else could have done them, you know. So that's my thing. And I'm like, you know, I, I, I'm just disappointed that he didn't, uh, Chadwick Boseman didn't get anything for that. Uh, but at the end of the day, look, we got to get to the point where we appreciate our talent. We appreciate you know, the, 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 the people that we have out there and we celebrate them in and of our own right and not always depend on, you know, white people to celebrate them because it ain't gonna happen. You know, at this point, I think it's it's very clear, it's not going to happen. Um, and we just kind of, we gotta be a little bit more preoccupied with celebrating each other as opposed to waiting for them to celebrate us because it, it ain't gonna happen, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Anyway, like, I just want to touch on that Oscar Really, like, who's, who's, who's looking for validation anyway, bro? No yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it, this is the thing, man. I got to push back. It's a lot of niggas that are out there looking for validation. And especially when you start talking about Hollywood, these are black celebrities that are looking for validation. These are black celebrities that are looking for a green light for a studio to put on their film. These are black celebrities that are looking for an award to justify their um, upward mobility within that industry, right? So it is what it is. I don't agree with it, but they are, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I got nothing for you. Okay. All right. I, yeah, that was, I just, I just had to touch on that, yo, because I've seen, you haven't seen my Randy's Black Bottom, you know? Nah. If you, if you saw it, you would have had something to say. And the fact that uh, I think, um, What's his name, man? An old white dude. They've been giving awards to these white people. I've, nobody's even seen the film. Oh, yeah. And they Anthony Hopkins. Awards. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins, which, look, nothing, you know, 
nothing to take away from Anthony Hopkins is a legend. It's it's some I don't even know the name of the film, bro. It's it's some film I don't even know what it is. But he got an award over um Chadwick Boseman. And it's just kind of weird. I don't know. I haven't seen the film, I haven't heard of it. But you know, like there are certain films that exist in white spaces, there are certain things that exist in white spaces that nobody else knows about except for white people, but they're the ones deciding who gets the award. So it doesn't really matter if anybody else knows about it. <laughs> it's their award why show. Why do you think all those foreign films was winning so many awards back in the Bruh. day? Come on, bro. Like, no. it's like, seriously, Slumdog Millionaire won an Oscar, you know, like, for what? <laughs> Listen, you know, uh, salute to Bollywood. Um, we appreciate you. Do no it. shots. No shots. I mean, I don't, I've never seen any of your films, so I don't. Yeah, so. Well, listen, man, you know, to each his own. I'm not going to get mad at them because some white people, look, I'm not going to get mad at them because some white folk decided to, to elevate them. That's not their fault. All right. They, they over there minding their business, making their films. And then some white person came along and said, hey, you know what? We're going to blow you guys up. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, that's not their fault. So um yeah. So that is that is the uh extent of our Oscar um segment. Any any closing remarks? Uh rest in peace, Shock G. Rest in peace, Shock G, bro. Yo, I should have played yo, it was a clip I wanted to play a Shock G. But yeah, we, we can definitely start out with that clip next time. Still doing what I like, you know what I'm talking about? You feel Facts. me? The Facts. Dance yesterday so crazy, fuck my hip up, you know? Listen, but the Humpty Dance is your chance. To, to do, do the hump. <laughs> Word of mother. Yeah, shout out, shout out. For the culture, man. For the culture. Sending out these shout outs of rest in peace to some of my, some of my favorite artists or, or some of the music I used to listen to as a, as a young youth. You know what I mean? Yeah, as, a, as a youth. Yeah, man. If it wasn't for Shock G, we wouldn't. We we. It's possible that if it wasn't for Shock G, we wouldn't. We wouldn't know who Tupac was. Now, yeah, granted, I I believe Tupac, his energy would have made it to the to the you know, to the yeah. public either but way. Part of his journey. Exactly. Exactly. Also, and, and, you wouldn't have knew. You you would not have known who put the satin on the panties. That is. <laughs> Hey yo, my girl said that to me today. Yo, I almost fell out the car. She Listen, said, she said, "You know, you know who Shock G is." I'm all like, "Yeah, that's that's my man, Shock G." You know, Humpy Hump. She's all like, "Isn't he the one that put the set?" <laughs> <laughs> hey yo, that was oh my goodness. Listen, I mean, ab above all else, that's. <laughs> Hey, that's, yo, that life, like that's life lessons. That's life lessons. That is the hardest bar. <laughs> Big facts. Yeah. Sharp J, the one to put the setting on your panties. Hey, yo. There's a couple, there's a lot of loose booties running around. That's, right listen, that's that's Mackish. <laughs> that's that's Mackish, Kempish, all the above. It. I love yeah. it. Yeah, rest, rest in peace, rest in peace to the God, yo. And he had a lot of he he had a lot of wisdom too on the home. Very much so, very much. He had so. a lot of wisdom. That brother was he was no joke. He was no joke. All right, well, yeah, we got another one in the bag, fellas. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate love and blessings, man.
Stay safe right. out in these streets. Love. Be careful of sundress season, y'all. Be careful. Be cautious. What talking about? Know your worth. Protect your energy, kings. Yes, Salute. sir. Sundress right. season. Sundress season. What's just, up? Just understand. It's